0: This episode of the Dicebreaker Podcast is sponsored by Wild Bill's. Ditch the manufactured flavours. Your taste buds deserve better. Treat yourself to Wild Bill's premium handcrafted soda pop. Mouthwatering beverages that allow you to escape to the most interesting places imaginable. Cheers to refusing the drink from the mainstream. Cheers to kick-ass canned. Cheers to being veteran-owned and operated. At Wild Bill's, flavour isn't everything. It's the only thing. Use discount code CHEERS15 for 15% off your first order.
1: Welcome to the Dicebreaker podcast. We're back. We're hopefully... <laughs> okay, I think you were
0: cut off for a minute, but now, yeah, we're good.
1: <laughs> it's all good. It's the first time we've done that. Look, we're, we're literally doing it live. It's one of these things where before we did it, in the edit, and that was that was often hard <laughs> enough, but it's all good.
2: Look, we're here. It's great, it's fine. Hey. It's,
1: it's, it's a Friday afternoon. We're here to have a, a nice chat and chill out. Yeah,
3: and, yeah. I, I, it's so a wonderful sure. sunny Friday <laughs> afternoon. I'm here with my mates, and <laughs> mm-hmm. the only thing that would make it better. It's a delicious cooling <laughs> can of Wild Bill's! <laughs> Wild Bills. Look, delicious we've,
1: done, we've done the sponsorship, thank you to Wild Bill's for you know, mm-hmm. paying our salaries in part. Um, it's all good, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Jarvis, uh, I'm the editor-in-chief of Dicebreaker. I'm here with two of the team, I'm here with Liv Kennedy. Hello, how are you doing? Hi,
0: I'm doing so good, Matt. I'm doing great.
1: <laughs> you've Honestly, you've done a fantastic job with the tech side. Oh, thank it's you. <laughs> Okay, it's the first time we've done this. There's a lot of pressure. We have literal seconds and minutes to work with at points, so it was mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Alex Mian also joining us. Hello, how are I'm you?
3: back, baby. are back.
1: Oh yeah, you went on last week, were you?
3: No, I Me? wasn't. No,
1: um, another I was... was I, in fact. Yeah, we were <laughs> specific... I had other things.
3: We were specifically called out at one point in the podcast, were we? So, uh, so hey, was
0: I know, pilot? <laughs> we're back. Um, probably. Um, <laughs> it's, it's
1: good to be back. Uh, yes, it's been a heck of a week uh, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for joining me. We are here. This is the first time listening to the Dicebreaker podcast. We just chat about board games. We chat about what we've been playing and some other stuff we've been up to. And then we play a little game later on. We have another weekly, like, segment is such a a bad word, but it's all (laughs) I can think of every time we do this. We don't have a name Mm. for it. It's just like Mm. a little mini game, Uh, but we'll get to that. For now, let's just chat about what we've been up to.
2: Let's catch up. I was going to
0: start us off with keeping up Lowly's legacy. Sure. Um, The bingo call. I looked it up Ah. and everything. (gasps) I know. It's not good. <laughs> it
1: never, never is. We've done, what episode is this? 65, 65 of these. And mm-hmm. I can't think of a single one of those 65 that I've gone, yeah. Oh,
0: that's classic. good. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> I enjoy holy. that. Oh, Yeah, yeah I, um, I do
3: remember being directly. Um, <laughs> I do remember Granny's Getting Frisky was directed at me. I, mean, um,
2: I can't
0: I remember, remember what golden. number that was. Um. Oh, if I look back. Oh, that's 60, grammar's getting frisky. Oh yeah, Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No. I was
1: gonna say, because that definitely doesn't rhyme with a number, so...
0: No. Well, you see happy with this one for 65, because neither of these rhyme. Uh, so, 64 <laughs> was almost retired, and redraw. Um, 65... Red raw, not good. <laughs> no, it's not. 65 is retirement age, stop work. <laughs> <laughs> that's is it
1: that, is it just like these bingo calls invented by like machine learning or something that just pulls <laughs> from the internet
0: ai
3: just
1: random fragments of sentences <laughs> shoved together
3: mm-hmm. i mean i wish 65 was the retirement yeah. age. am i Extreme. right everyone am
0: i right yeah <laughs> now feel
1: like the I'm retirement 65. age is death. Yep. yep retire to the grave uh anyway um, happy friday yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wee. Wee. Uh, as also old age pension is also one
1: <laughs> oh sure yeah. yeah
0: so anyway back on track
1: <laughs> nice uh Liv as you've as you've already kicked us off what have you been up to this week
0: all right let's have a think what have i, what have I been up to this week so um as usual i've played my two um D campaigns um got Icewind Dale. got a homebrew um campaign um who that is deemed by my friend Bo. it's very good um what happened on the monday game we Oh no, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, so there, um, basically a team of lawyers came after us. It sounds kind of mundane, but <laughs> but that was a thing. Uh, they were after... Specifically, they were trying to invite um, our little um, lizard uh, companion, Moss. She's she's a member of the party, she's not a companion. Um, uh, to afternoon tea, but we assumed it was some kind of court summons. So mm. my bard um, did a vicious mockery on a Simple human lawyer and immediately killed him with no death saves. Whoa! Oh, you yeah. wow. committed murder. I, she didn't mean to. She was. She just said, "Oh, hey, the moonlight's bouncing off your head," and then that, that was enough to kill him. Um. <laughs> um. Huh. So they, that was good. Um, and then to get rid of the body, um, the druid summoned a bunch of crabs it away. So nice. that was that was great. Um <laughs> and then for the um for Icewind Dale uh we are confronting my character's ex who is pretty sure one of the big bads of the of, of
3: Wow. Yeah.
0: So I think I mentioned this last week that um uh so there's a secret that you can uh get at the start of the Icewind Dale campaign for each player character and it helps like inform your backstory and stuff. Uh I obviously chose the one that was like old flame, you can pick any NPC and then that's that was that's your ex. Um so we came aclo- across a really cool looking uh like alabaster white tiefling lady. And I was like, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else am I gonna pick? Um and so yeah, so she's she's bad news, it turns out. Oh. Yeah. Who would have thought we met her in a group full of cultists? Who would have thought that she would mm. be no, no good? Um, yeah, so that's oh. uh, that's what we have to. Oh, and also right. me and Lowly's played Railway Inc. Challenge yesterday. Yeah, yeah. what did you think? Yeah, I so thing is, I like it. Um, I don't think Loli's was um, as big of a fan <laughs> as I was, but see, the thing is with me as well that I want to be good at it, and I'm not good at it like at all. <laughs> very, it's like. It's random chance to get whatever tiles you may need, but then you have to kind of like try and plan for a random tile that you don't. You you just, maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. I just I couldn't score above like fifty. I'm pretty sure. Um, we had uh some help from uh from chat uh friend uh, Ian in the chat came in and, and played against us, completely smashed us in the first round. Um, then Lodi's beat him afterwards, and I was nowhere near. So, so yeah. But it's, it's good, I think, for the right person. Maybe, Matt, do you think this would be for you? Uh,
1: I have been playing Railroad Inc. Challenge. Oh, yeah. oh phone,
0: <laughs> I assume. But... <laughs> it's
3: got trains in it. <laughs> but I'm not,
1: like, I'm not. I, so I really like the original Railroad Inc. and I've been playing the this on my phone just in kind of the evenings and early mornings. And I have also struggled to get past, like, the mid-60s in terms of score. I've played, mm-hmm. like, a few dozen times now. And every time, I'm like, this feels good. I'm onto <laughs> yeah. a winner here. And then by the end, it's like, oh like here are here are all these dead ends because I didn't get what I needed, mm-hmm. and part of me wants to wants to be like, well, I just rolled poorly, but I've played so many games now, yeah right. I think I can only stretch that excuse so far before I have to accept that I'm just not maybe I'm just not clicking just yet with exactly what I need to do it's yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting. I'm enjoying it, but it's I think it'll be one of those things like uh, when I got into Ganchon clever. I had to play it again and again I and I just played that solidly <laughs> for like a couple months and by the end my wife and I were competing and trying to optimize against each other and we're like scoring into the hundreds
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but it was a real, it's been a real struggle for rewarding because every time I'm like okay I've done this objective I've done this objective I've got these I just need to complete these that'll be great and then by the end it's like I lose 15 points yeah And it's like "Ah, okay, right. Next time,
3: dreams scattered.
1: Yeah, and never know whether to go ambitious and try and just connect up as much as I can, or try and keep it tighter and just focus on like completing one thing at a time. I've gone back and forth between the two, but it's they again. Like all of my scores seem to come at exactly the same kind of level. So, don't
0: Yeah. No, I feel that. Like I guess because it's like I think I refer to it as like organized chaos. Yesterday and but yeah i'm so impulsive as a person that it just doesn't work with my style of play whatsoever um, but i still enjoy it and i want to get good so <laughs> that's the hope um, and um, maybe you
3: match a train yeah you can train,
0: train. train
1: they do have like yeah. yeah they have like custom score attacks i think where you can randomize mm. the objectives each time um, yeah. the the leaderboards are odd because I thought it would be like other other kind of similar I think Gantron Clever is actually one that does this and Cartographers where those games have random objectives in the game but each week or day they would have like a fixed set of objectives so everyone in the mm. world would be playing the same game but I think Railroading Challenge just randomizes it every time so you're never necessarily playing the same as someone else in the world yeah. but you're still kind of ranked on the same leaderboard which is a bit odd to me but
0: Mm. Yeah. No, it's 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 a different kind of like multiplayer experience than I've I've had before. But you know, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um...
3: Well, in a year's time, I expect you to to be top of the leaderboard,
1: mm. the entire
0: world. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, my new ambition, Liv, is to convince you to play an eighteen XX game <laughs> with me because no one else on the team will. It's like the most I'll hardcore of train games. It.
0: I'll probably do it. I'll be I honest. How do you
1: feel about stock markets?
0: <laughs> I thought there was gonna nice. be more to that. <laughs> it was just stock market Um <laughs> Um I don't understand them, but if they turn into at least some either, so at least we're on the same <laughs> gameplay, maybe. <laughs> really selling it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh well um, I mean, that's a very different
3: depiction of stock markets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You like... can
1: take a load of cocaine and play train games if you wish. Okay, sure. Yeah, I does.
0: mean, whoa, Is that what whoa. you?
1: <laughs> Thanks, <I not>. <laughs> You all heard it. You all
0: heard
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> Dosebreaker does not endorse <laughs> cocaine.
0: And, yeah, uh, we do does endorse train
1: games. So there we go.
0: But um, yeah, apart from that, I, oh, I played. I've been playing more Dead by Daylight as well, um, and it's the fifth anniversary now. Mm. Five whole years. I... Five whole whole yeah. years of killers. <laughs> <I can't laughs> of... <listen. No>, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get a... <laughs> I'm telling you, the
3: most horrific part of that game is getting it to work. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there's an update for that game, mm. uh, the update will be like this small and it would be like, oh, predicting like five minutes. I'm like... I don't fall for that anymore you won't get me with that again because then it will do the update it will sit for a while Mm -hmm. and then it will have to verify the update and potentially verify it again and then maybe you need to verify your files because they just break Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you can play the game and the game is great and I've not even experienced that many bugs in the game. <laughs> it's just trying to get the damn thing to work. I've never had this experience with another <laughs> game in my life. Like, It's a shame. Um,
0: it's very good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> have you gone up against uh, Nemesis yet? I have. I oh, know he's not called Nemesis, but I'm calling him Nemesis. <laughs> he's my
0: Nemesis. Yeah. No, oh, is it not
1: official Resident Evil Nemesis?
0: I think he's called. Yeah, it is. Oh,
1: there is Resident like
0: a tyrant Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... That makes sense. Um, that's,
1: yeah wasn't even one right?
3: I don't know. No, no, it's the guy who follows Jill around. Oh, mm-hmm. that is, yeah,
1: that is. Okay. Maybe so that's scars. just the nickname. Maybe Nemesis is, you know, Tyrant's friends call him mm-hmm. Nemesis. But to everyone else, yeah, his business name cards say Tyron, <laughs> but greetings <laughs> cards say Nemesis.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Nemesis
0: to his friends only. Wait. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, I have actually a few times now. He is very fun to play against. He's super imposing. It's mm. it's ridiculous. Like you could just see his huge figure rocking up in the distance, yeah. and you're like, you "Here no.
3: it
2: is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Stealth is not the the angle he's going for. It's very much, no. "I'm here. I've got a big tentacle. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna
0: get you, and yeah. then
3: you're gonna be all all ill for a bit."
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. That's um, the that's that's the mm-hmm. game when he's yeah. Playing.
3: And then yeah. He, he brings his zombie friends with him
0: as well. The they hang around on like, the map. Yeah. They can uh, sometimes like just, just hang out by the hook when you're hooked. So like if you get unhooked, they might just knock you out. Oh, that's yeah. So that's great. That's that's so
3: um, yeah. And mm-hmm. then it it also adds Jill and Leon, who mm-hmm. are two characters that even though I've not really played much Resident Evil, I've only really played one, the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh I like Jill and Leon. Do you? Uh they're very good characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh especially the character models that they've made for the recent remakes. Um, yeah, thumbs up mm. to those. Uh <laughs> whenever I'm st- whenever I'm saved by Jill or Leon, I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> well they just never in the me? background being <laughs> <me>, like,
0: <laughs> No time for flooding, let's go. Um... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's mostly be me. I've also watched Too Hard to Handle, all of it. Is this <laughs> oh, yeah the first no. season?
1: right? Because the second season's not out, yeah.
0: Oh, the second season's just come out. I've just been oh, is it just
1: come out? <laughs> yeah, because I, I watched the first season and I <sighs> love trash. Like I
2: that. love trash <laughs>
0: too. It's,
1: yeah, it's incredible trash. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, uh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just. I mean, this is me as a demisexual, I guess, speaking, but, like, just it's, I'm just saying, like, don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being horny. I just don't is understand. Like, the season the first it.
1: season that has the person who just ends up being, like, I hate all of you. Like, yeah. Just, and it's just, like, saying to their faces, like, two episodes in, like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. And eventually... I, like, I don't know if it's spoilers but they, alert. Yeah. They, kind of get, they kind of get their comeuppance but yeah it's like a I've never seen it on another show like this where <laughs> someone just openly from the like on a show about dating and you know going after each other mm-hmm. someone just like I hate all of you I don't <laughs> like any of you and it's just it's set, pretty
3: strong <laughs> like a I very kind
1: of strong was... antagonistic vibe <laughs> off the bat is, that
0: the I almost
1: respect or... it mm.
0: yeah 100% yeah uh... So, yeah, no, her story arc was, was wild. <laughs> Basically, she, <laughs> um, yeah, she, she. so there were two people that were just all over each other. And they, most of my time, most of the time when I was like, stop, it was directed to those two. Um, <laughs> then he crossed her. And so she and the blonde girl were friends. I wish I knew their names. Um, but then they made out just to like stir the pot, the two ladies. And I was like, huh. Um, and then and then it was all yeah it was all wild uh and then she was just like i hate you all why are you with him it was like a it was very strange um but yeah no it was it was a good uh villain arc for her Appreciate
3: mm. it. I, i'm i quite enjoy hearing about it from youtube i would never i would never watch it because i think i would die from like embarrassment
1: <laughs> it is honestly it is incredible i think it's it's Up there with selling sunset as just like, yeah, being kind of amazed at the the absolute charisma of people in some Mm -hmm. cases. Just like people who are able to just be like, "I am incredible," you should, you know, Mm -hmm. fall before me on your knees, and just like as someone who is hugely anxious and you know, kind of self aware in horrific fashion, Mm -hmm. watching people just be like. I'm incredible. It's like always just something that amazes me. Is it me aspirational like, for you? Mm-hmm. No, uh,
0: <laughs> nothing to do with it. No, thank you. In the
1: same way that I don't think I could get to the moon on a trampoline, I don't think I could ever kind of reach those heights of just being so sure of myself. Yeah, but, but it's also in some like ways a, you gotta respect it. Just. It's a
3: double-edged sword, isn't it? Because like that, I think one of the things that really puts me off those programs as well are the kind of people who are so sure of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it just backfires in a terribly awful way. And you're just like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I just, I cannot deal with like, um, what do they call it? Like second, second person, like embarrassment secondhand, or something yeah. like where, mm. yeah, secondhand embarrassment. When you're like, you are embarrassed for someone mm. that's on the, on the screen right now. It's why I can't watch certain comedies. like in Comedies, because I can't deal with yeah. the amount of embarrassment, like... And it's what you know one of the big reasons why I can't watch those shows as well also I think I'd be generally annoyed with about 90% of the people on there mm-hmm. um, it's but I like hearing it from people who enjoy it yeah it's wild like, how many sort of...
0: people do suffer from that whole secondhand embarrassment can't deal with it thing I've met so many people who are just like yeah, no, I can't watch this show or that show blah blah, blah. it's an mm-hmm. epidemic
3: no, I just, I just sit here and watch
0: bold episodes
3: of MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know why I've been watching. I think it's just so, like, low... It's, it's funny, because the show has moments where they're like, oh, stakes are so high. Like, Literally. John and Greg mm-hmm. are like, oh, <laughs> they get this wrong, it's all going to go, John. And they exchange, like, these facial expressions that are like like you know dramatic, and then you're just sat here going it's just like a pie or something you know <laughs> it's just like a dinner like <laughs> the worst thing that's gonna happen here is maybe they don't get the full on right or something mm. <laughs> like they I, I kind of just enjoy that because it's almost it's almost relaxing because the stakes are so low really mm-hmm. and then you can just enjoy like the kind of having a bit of the giggle at like John and Greg like yeah yeah hyping (laughs) it up so much
0: no i mean that sounds like a a a welcome breather to be honest after watching too hard to to handle i'll be honest with you
3: yeah 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 like uh really and then you just get like sometimes they'll make jokes like guy jokes and oh, you're like, okay, now now you're trying now to you're do cooking. a little bit of entertainment now, aren't you, boys? Like
1: I can't think of it without thinking of Buttery Biscuit Base and yeah, that's all that comes to mind. It's yeah. a cultural
3: icon now. Yeah, like
1: yeah. Um Yeah, there you go. The Papa right. statue of Buttery Biscuit Base from Diana. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Liv,
1: is that all you've been up oh to this God. week? Anything
0: else? Um, I think that's about it. Probably. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs>
1: right. uh, Alex and other than watching Masterchef <laughs> What have you been up to lately?
0: Oh
3: uh, i not jealous. I have been playing some games mm. So I have been um, uh, My new flatmate and I Ooh. Uh, Ooh. On Saturday Went to Loading Bar mm. In Brighton uh, She's a very nice uh, Bar slash Restaurant slash pub. Um, there is one in Dalston which most people might be familiar with, I believe it's where they record Oxbox sometimes. Hmm. Um, and the one in Brighton is nice, it's on the seafront, so you get that lovely sea breeze. Is it called
1: Sea Drive or something like that? It's got like a pun oh, name, I, I get it it's like sea right. like colon slash slash, like a
3: maybe, I think yeah, it's got I... something like that. that's
1: very very good yeah when i realized i was like
2: yeah
3: that's Mm, good good. yeah well well played loading bar um yeah we went there uh and we had some drinks and played some board games because there's as well as the video games i suppose Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i like video (laughs) um they have board games they have a board game collection there too and they have some uh, uh, absolute classics such as Splendor, which we played, Ooh. and they had not played it before. And I was like, "Let's play Splendor." And then the first game, I won a little bit, and then the next game, they mm-hmm. just absolutely destroyed me in like a oh. very technical <laughs> fashion. Of they were like, "Okay, this is." It almost felt like they just came up with a plan almost straight away, and then it's just me going let's
0: <laughs> get some jam.
3: I like, like played,
2: this one
0: I think you know like you got, like people hustling each other at pool just like oh I can't really play mm. and then boom so, yeah. yeah first
1: game to just analyze and absorb it and then mm. second game okay I have solved this game time <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah yeah I was just sat there and they were like oh I've gotten like 15 points I was like oh okay look down I had like two points or something like well (laughs) I've met my match Um, and then we played uh, what did we play after that I believe we played Suro which is great and they had not played that before as well and I did win that every time but to be honest (laughs) a lot of that game is luck anyway so uh, it just depends entirely on what tiles you get when um, and then we played Rhino Hero. Yes, so classic.
1: Original um, Rhino Hero or...
3: Original Street Rhino about? Hero, yeah. Um, which uh, a few people were watching us, which made me feel a little bit nervous. Watching you how? Um, well, like, a it's in a bar. Around, so, or... like, I think people, like, playing a game where you, like, in Rhino Hero, have you played Rhino Hero? No, I not so it's a game where you like stack cards on top of one another to create like a tower okay Uh, for rhino hero to scale because rhino hero is a superhero whose whose role is mostly to just climb around people's (laughs) homes and Mm -hmm. not much else take them out yeah yeah um just to
1: test the structural integrity of buildings part oh. superhero yeah. part structural engineer the
3: mm-hmm. thing is right they make such a big deal about him like weighing a lot but there are like multiple animals including elephants living in those buildings like clearly if there's any like test of of whether they can hold like enough weight. I think they've already figured that out about Rhino Hero climbing up it, but... I would
0: like to test how they got the elephant into the building, how did they do that? <laughs>
3: there, is, there are different kind of cards that you bend. They're like wall cards and then you put floor cards on top of them. And the wall cards have different illustrations on them. And one of them is an elephant sat on a couch watching television. And I have a real strong connection with the elephant, because it's just got a lovely little vibe about it, where yeah. he's just sat there like, he's <laughs> <laughs> got little arms, little feet, um, I love him. But uh, be a much. few people yeah. were, like watching us play, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then, of course, the windows were all open, so there's also a sea breeze coming uh. in which meant like this, oh, we've got handicaps now. This is like hard oh, heck. <laughs> Uh And I lost every single time.
0: <laughs> Buddy. You
3: no. Know. Yeah, I know. you uh, Embarrassment. Yeah. Um, to the Dicebreaker name. Uh, and then we finally played Ghost Splits, which was a very uh, fun yeah. game. Uh, f- for kids, but also... But for adults everyone it's like we
1: only heroes for everyone it's just it's no, True. no such thing as board games just for kids yeah. uh
3: well there are some board games that i wouldn't play because i feel like they're very much aimed at kids but go splits is not one of them go splits is a very fun game where you have a deck of cards and they have different illustrations on them and then you have like a set of these different like wooden objects so you've got like a chair and a bottle and a little mouse and then you have to like flip over the cards and work out either what what you need to pick up by like, either what's missing or what's like matching so if you've got a red chair on the card then you have to take the red chair but if like all the objects are the wrong colors and there's like a color missing specifically then you have to grab the thing that matches that cup um yeah it's a bit difficult to explain but it mm. makes a lot of sense when you start doing it mm and you get really into it quite quickly so we were just ended up shouting i think quite a few people heard us just like it's the mouse it's the mouse like and you gotta <laughs> grab the mouse uh, and um uh, for some reason the red chair whenever it's the red chair i i always lose i can never get the red chair but the mouse mm. me and the mouse
0: mm. we yeah we knew what was going on um that's bad that's bad pr for uh, loading bar though just like it's a mouse It's a mouse Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> be, yeah. People I
1: walking so. in through the door like, mm, close the yeah. door. Okay.
3: <laughs> there was like a like a a person looking at the board game collection which was next to us, and then when I was yelling, "It's the mouse! It's the mouse!" Uh, one of the several times I did that, um, they were like, "Okay, I'm not." Go-. They said, "I'm not going to question what's going on." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, nice. you you know what's going on if you're playing Goat Splits, mm-hmm. but um, if you know, yeah, going. we did that." And then, yes, you were going to say something? Maybe. (laughs) Just you, just a little old (laughs) you. Yeah, other than that, uh, just, yeah, watching MasterChef, Mm -hmm. replaying Dishonored 2 because my Mm -hmm. PC can run it. Uh, and
0: uh, is that I, the it's only very... thing it can run at this
3: point? Or what is What can do? I mean, like it, it's old enough that it can run it. Uh, although it still does have problems. Uh, sometimes I have to deal with a little bit of um, slowdown. Uh, just a little bit whenever I t- turn my character <laughs> around. Mm-hmm. So I've had a few interesting, uh, you know, altercations involving that. Because I insist on playing the game entirely stealth. No one can ever see me. I must be a ghost. <laughs> uh, I must, yeah, be in mm-hmm. butter breath on, on, on the backs of people's necks. Oh,
2: terrible. Um, <laughs>
3: uh, but that's very hard to do uh, when your game is, is slowing things down and mm-hmm. then you can't react. So the, the, the trick is just to quick save every five seconds.
0: Yeah. yeah you've told me this and it upsets me wildly <laughs>
3: yeah it's a it's a really fun way of playing the game <laughs> you just quick yeah quick save every five seconds and then just quick load whenever something goes wrong
2: yeah, which it's nice. a
3: bit like trial and error essentially but mm-hmm. yeah i'm enjoying that and just looking at mass effect remastered oh. longingly because uh this baby ain't gonna run it if i try and do that it will oh. it will <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've it been will so hit close the roof that. But I was like, no, you you have no, no money. Please don't do this. Um but I'm like, but but you know, romancing aliens. No, okay. It was on it's on sale right now.
3: the steam sale. Mm. So
0: now is the best time to get
1: it, but Yeah. Yeah. Can he play it. <laughs> every time you walk in that ship. It is so loud. It's like 40 times louder than anything else in that game.
0: (laughs) When they say remastered, is it just everything's really loud? The audio
1: balance is completely off. It's really odd. It's really, really strange. This is Mass Effect 1. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is in 2. But every time you warp in the ship, it rumbles through my flat. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Uh,
3: People are asking, Apex Penguin says Ghost Blitz or Ghost ghost Split."
0: I honestly thought the same thing. Um, (laughs) It's Ghost Blitz.
3: Right. Apologies, that's me saying it very quickly uh, and having a little
0: bit of a lisp. So, what would goat? What would goat splits be? <laughs>
1: that
3: be? I don't think a
0: goat is supposed to do the splits. No. So I don't think
1: yeah. that
2: that would Maybe... be good. <laughs>
1: Like, on a mountain somewhere? Like, a craggy craggy mm. mountain that goats up and just, like, you know? Mm.
0: Maybe it's, like, like the Olympics on a mountain. Like, you just... Mm. It, it oh, yeah, that's somewhere. good, yeah. Like, it's, like, a balancing dexterity game. But, yeah. Uh, it, it's forming, guys. It's forming. I'll get there. But, yeah. <laughs>
3: uh, but that's everything I've done this right. week. Matt Jarvis. Hello. Give us the lowdown.
1: Uh Yeah, it's been... It's been an interesting week, but I have I've played some stuff uh, in between some stuff going on. Uh, I played Monopoly Deal for the first time in over ten years. Uh, Mm -hmm. I used to play it. It was kind of the card game that became the kind of the card game phenomenon when I was at school. So we went for a Pokemon stage and I don't mean.
3: In 1952, I
1: don't mean lower school, I mean (laughs) upper school. For some reason, Monopoly, just, Monopoly Deal just swept through the, the sixth form common room and everyone was playing it for a while. So mm-hmm. I don't know where my older set went um, because it was so trashed, I think, at some point from being played like hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. But I went back to it thinking, I, I just kind of went back to it thinking, huh, oh, it'd be interesting to revisit this because um, we played Monopoly uh, for charity a few weeks ago. So I started thinking about Monopoly Deal. And <clears throat> as I wrote on the website, it's it's weirdly good. Um, it's especially good for a Monopoly game. I don't think part of the reason is it's just hot. Like it's just about being horrible to each other, but it packs that into ten <laughs> minutes rather than like four hours. Mm-hmm. So the whole game is basically Monopoly. You're looking to collect three sets of properties. The properties are the Monopoly properties. You draw from a deck. You play stuff. You can charge rent on properties that you've put down. You can pass go to draw more cards. You can double the rent and put like house and hotel cards on your cards. Uh, you can also steal cards from people. So, like, Sly Deals let you steal stuff, Force Deals that you swap stuff, and then Deal Breakers let you steal an entire set, uh, as long as someone doesn't have a Just Say No card. So, it's kind of like Monopoly if it was Love Letter, in that mm. it's very, um, it's like a take of that game, in that you are just playing cards to basically screw up your opponents, and you are looking to get free sets before anyone else by nicking all their stuff. But because it's so fast and because it's so mean, it works
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's kind of it plays with like up to five people and it still doesn't take very long. It's very quick. It's completely random a lot of the time because it all comes down to what you draw. Because if you don't draw any steel cards and someone steals a load of uh, has a load of steel cards, they'll just nickel your stuff and you can't do much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also has that thing of like, okay, I've built up all my properties I can play this hotel card to add that to them. That'll boost their value. Then I can double the rent and then play a rent card. And you can end up charging people like 20 Monopoly dollars or 20 million Monopoly dollars. And then if they can't pay with the money in their bank, they have to then start giving you property. So it's like a a really fun, really mean game. Mm -hmm. But it's so compact and it knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be anything other than You know, Monopoly is a card game, and Mm. because of that, it works. It's like all the bits of Monopoly you remember. In the, it's the bits where you're stealing people's Mm. money, or the bits where you're forcing them to pay. You know, huge amounts of rent.
3: But you're not playing for five hours. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and you're not having to tediously work your way around the board. And if someone misses your space, you don't have to then wait for them to roll the right thing Mm. and come back around again, and then they'll get two hundred back. And then it's it's just like, no, I'm charging you rent with this card that I have.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have. You don't have a set of
0: digital dice that get glitched and stuck in the in the the foreground, right? No. It sounds like they just perfected Monopoly and streamlined it, but then just kind of carried on with the bad version and yeah, just carried
1: yeah, on. Yeah, it's like it's genuinely a good game. Like it's not an, it's never going to be one of the most amazing games because it is very luck dependent. Like it's still very mean. It's just not going to be for some people. But I I genuinely think, and this is why we're on the website, I think it's easily the best Monopoly game. I think it proves that Monopoly can be a good game if you take that concept. And it knows that you're the bad... It knows that you're (laughs) landlords. It knows that you're wealth hoarders. It knows that you're, you know, people who are not good people in society. Uh, But it leans into that because you're also horrible to each other. Mm. Whereas normal Monopoly tries to convince you... Like, there's no community chess cards in this game. There's no philanthropy. It's not like you're giving back at any point. It's just like, nah, that you're all terrible, just you know, mess each other up. Like you're free for all, no holds barred, steal properties off each other, steal money off each other. And that kind of makes it fun. Uh
3: uh Matt <laughs> The monopoly deal <laughs> approach to the theme is like <laughs> when that video of Matt Hancock came out revealing that he's a slimy piece of crap. <laughs> Which
1: everyone knew already, yeah. Yeah,
3: but yeah, exactly. Everyone already yeah. knew it. It's just like there's a firm piece of evidence to say, oh look, and then he's like, oh, I suppose I'll resign out. But um, <laughs> yeah, and also answer to your like question of, oh, why don't they just like do the monopoly deal all the time? it's a lot easier for them to like a lot more money from the main
0: Oh, yeah, version, no, absolutely. Really, yeah. Like, I, I asked the question, but I knew the answer. You <laughs> <laughs> knew the answer already, yeah. yeah.
1: But, like, genuinely, if it, it, is, it costs like a fiver or even less than that. It's mm. really cheap. Um, but I think it genuinely holds up. Like, if you're going to own a Monopoly, and I think it's, it's a good enough game, and it obviously has the familiar Monopoly theme, where I think it's a perfect kind of, hey, like, people who play Monopoly, that's all good. Like, maybe they just don't know about other games. Like, maybe they're willing to play other stuff, but they just don't know where to start. This is, like, a good kind of step towards something like Love Letter, where it's like, okay, you're enjoying Monopoly. Here's Monopoly as a card game. Okay, you really liked the kind of take that nature of this or the kind of fact it was very fast. Well, here's Love Letter, which is, you know, just as simple. But mm. then from there, you can expand into other mm. stuff. So I think it's, it like, it has a, a good place in the hobby and in getting people into other games so you... I'm, I'm glad it exists like it's it's a mm. fun weird game although the new artwork on it is just that kind of naff like his his rich uncle penny bags with like a weird cgi head he looks like he belongs on the front of a like an nvidia graphics card box from <laughs> um
3: you mentioning love letter remi- reminded me of um i don't know if you've ever listened to the off menu podcast with James Acaster and Ed Gamble on it. It's very funny. But there are several episodes where they talk about playing Love Letter. And uh, when they're playing it, apparently they, uh, Ed Gamble puts on like, like medieval lute music to
2: listen to.
3: <laughs> and then he will occasionally say, I am heavy with me <laughs> when they're playing it. And James Acaster really hates it. and then he seems to every whenever they talk about it on another episode it seems like ed gamble takes it even further and then he just he just talks about how he just starts role-playing as some sort of knight um and talking in like oh i have i have catch the the princess's eye um (laughs) i love that i i was enjoying that so much like not even Mm -hmm. hearing about celebrities you know like Comedians that I really like talking about playing board games. Also, just doing that's because that's the kind of thing I would do.
0: No, exactly. I was about to say, like, I will take any opportunity to role play. Like, even if it, we're playing, like, like Sheriff of Nottingham, for example, I insist mm. that everyone is in character.
3: <laughs> Are you playing, um, oh my gosh, uh, Robin Hood King of Prince of Thieves? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, have you ever,
3: ever seen that film?
0: No. Oh, wait. Maybe, like, you like oh, kevin, bobs.
3: yeah kevin, kevin costner Kortner is 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 robin hood hmm. and alan Rick oh
2: <laughs> yeah
3: is playing the sheriff of nottingham and he, he does a fantastic job he does exactly what you expect him to do which is <laughs> eat the scenery you know robin
0: hood yes
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah he is very dastardly yeah, um What else have you been doing, Matt? Uh,
1: So like I said, I've I've played a bit more Railroad Inc, uh, which we already spoke about. I played Arkham Noir, which is a game that I was interested in for a while. It's like a solo card game that's based on Lovecraft stories. The the thing, one of the things I don't like about it is that it casts you as Lovecraft, which is not a good Uh, thing to do. And there's no real reason for it because actually the other thing I don't like about it is it's just a bit dry and dull. It doesn't really make good use of you know some of those stories lovecraft not not good like not a good person but some of those stories are interesting and have kind of interesting supernatural elements Mm -hmm. um and this game just misses all of that and kind of ends up feeling just a bit empty and then the bits the bits of theme that it tries to introduce are just so like "Eh, i don't want to play as a racist
2: Mm. like
1: i don't and there's no need for you to because like there's no presence Mm -hmm. of Lovecraft or the kind of character that you're playing in that game
2: mm. Most, but it's,
3: yeah. Yeah, Most it's, tabletop adaptations of Cthulhu Mythos now just ignore yeah, his yeah. existence which I think is the best approach Yeah, It's Was one it of the really good like... things about
1: Arkham Horror is they mm. just are like we're going to take inspiration from this but not connect we're just going to make our own universe and kind of reclaim some of that stuff mm. in a way that feels like meaningful mm. whereas this just feels a bit like ugh eh. But also, as a puzzle card, even if you detach it from the theme, it's a puzzle card game. You're trying to solve cases by playing cards, and the cards have symbols, and you have to play matching symbols to form a line. If they, if you play too many cards, then you start to lose time um, and like some kind of sanity mechanic. Um. But you're trying to basically get one of each type of card in a line, which then lets you complete that case. Um, cash it in and you're trying to complete them all before you run out of cards or time or anything like that. But I just found it a bit
2: eh. eh.
1: I didn't really like the theme off the bat and then I played it and was like this isn't for me. (laughs) So yeah, it's uh, a hard pass. Mm. Um, I haven't really played anything else to be honest because I've been busy with other stuff. Uh, but as a quick anime update uh,
0: Heck yeah, let's go <laughs> uh,
1: My friend and I uh, Who have a weekly anime club uh, By which I mean we watch anime five times a week together um, <laughs> nice. uh, We finished Kino's Journey Which I liked It's about a non-binary or gender-fluid, um Traveller who passes through different countries It's kind of like an anthology series There's a talking motorbike uh, Which is very good it's never kind of explained why the motorbike talks it just talks Mm -hmm. Um, we spent the kind of the first episode going can other people hear the motorbike and then someone (laughs) responds to the motorbike oh okay okay, yeah they can hear it Um, but it's good Um, it has it's yeah it kind of does some interesting stuff where um, Kino passes through different countries and there's kind of like a philosophical discussion with every country they pass through Hmm. where it's like here killing is legal that's the first episode (laughs) and you know that's but it gets more complicated than that. Um, there's some yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. Uh, so and we've then just started re watching Cowboy Bebop, uh, which some of the group have seen and some haven't. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for the people who haven't seen it to see mm-hmm. it because that I show watched. is very, very good.
3: Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched like things. two episodes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because Gwen was like, Oh, we should watch this. Mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I will watch this. Mm-hmm. And then I think we watched two episodes and then just, like, forgot. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it! What <laughs> I watched! Mm. I like this. is it Spike? He's Spike, the name? yeah. Yeah, name I, name I name. like him, he's cool. There's a- there's- there's a big man in it. Jen, yeah. Yeah, and there's a
0: woman? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The classic yeah. cast of characters. the big man yeah. and a woman and <laughs> a big man no because there's
3: the weird bits when they do like the newscasts right and there's oh a yeah. woman dressed in a cowboy thing yes it's very like what's going on here um yeah no i think i i would be up for watching more at some point maybe but mm-hmm. there you go. i love how people are yeah, in the chat like <laughs> yeah this is the names of the characters also. yeah
1: i was gonna say you must have watched at least like three episodes i think because Faye comes in in the third one um or it's, maybe wait, think.
3: hang on. There's no wait. We watched one <laughs> where they go somewhere and there's
1: like—is it like a casino?
3: No. Oh. I'm being really
0: useful and interesting Do here. They go to the bebop. Is that what happened? They go too? to the bebop. <laughs>
1: oh, the ship is called the bebop, so you, oh. yeah, you're right.
0: I guessed it. Great. <laughs> yeah, I love
3: don't need like it. it. Yeah, it's considered one of the best animes ever made. I'm just yeah. sat here going, I remember this bit. where the, cowboy... <laughs> yeah. oh, the cowboy? There's a woman dressed as a cowboy? Bebop. There's a
1: dog. The dog is good. <laughs>
3: There's a dog in it? Yeah. I don't
1: know.
3: Uh, maybe, okay,
1: maybe you're thinking of, yeah, okay. I've, yeah, it's really good. Like <laughs> Cowboy Bebop continues to be great. I don't think I need to. Yeah, I think it, no, uh, there's like, a, a,
3: <laughs> there's like a woman, and I think her boyfriend's really awful. I'll try, I'll oh
1: think. yeah, okay, yeah.
3: There's that episode. Remember that yes. one? There you go. That's yeah,
1: she, really she
3: descriptive.
1: Does not end up a main character.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh okay. Uh,
1: you must have. Well, you saw to the end of that episode, right? There's a very distinct reason why she is no longer appearing in that series uh,
0: oh I can only guess what it would be yeah anyway <laughs>
2: um
0: oh. I, I, I can bridge our uh, my the bridge uh, to your anime um mm-hmm. uh, obsession is what I was gonna say Matt no, mm, yeah, no okay <laughs> yeah Look, I'll take it it's B stars is what I was gonna say that's coming out soon oh
1: yeah oh yeah there is a new B stars. we are yeah
0: mm, yeah that's that's that Beastars like
1: for it. people who haven't seen Beastars is basically high school fairy show, I guess. Is like,
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like here's high school kids, but mm-hmm. they're all animals, and yeah, yeah,
0: it's like Zootopia like, as well. High
1: school kids do, but, yeah, but, but a too lot much. more. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> a Don't, lot more do not show Beastars to children. Oh, do not. Do not show the Beastars to children. It is not a okay. children's show.
0: Nope. Is there a um, crocodile person in it? Probably, but I can't remember seeing one. Oh. Yeah, it's a good. I'm, I'm on board. If there is why, I, <laughs> I just really like crocodiles.
1: You you should watch One Piece. There is a crocodile person in One Piece. Oh, yeah,
3: I know what One Piece is. it's yeah. like the pirates one. isn't it
1: mm, yeah, rubber yeah. rubber hands. He's, what? Stre- he's stretchy. He's like Stretch Armstrong. Anyway, what? enough <laughs> anime talk for this week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
1: He, he eats a fruit only... and becomes rubberized. That's the whole One Piece thing. He's basically Stretch Armstrong.
0: Um, oh, okay. oh, that's why he looks really uh, unsettling. Right, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: let's move over to board game news. Let's chat yeah. some. Uh, a couple of interesting things this week. Uh Mian, you spoke no. to Andrew Navarro. Yes. Formerly of Fantasy Flight, now of Earthborne Games.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, formerly of Fantasy Flight, then Chip Free Games, and now recently just earthborn games so um, while he was at fantasy flight he was creative director on a number of games that you might recognize such as arkham horror the card game or marvel champions Uh, but now he's left that corporate life behind and he's gone independent uh, with uh, earthborn games which i believe was founded last year Um, and now Earthborn Rangers is the the debut kind of title from the studio Uh, and I spoke to him about the game, about the studio, about sustainability in tabletop gaming and why that's important and um, there's this little lovely news story that I put out which Mm -hmm. kind of just talks about some of the more interesting details about the game itself So um, specifically Navarro kind of had an interesting discussion about the approach to difficulty in a lot of the co-op card games that Fantasy Flight kind of put out and it's interesting what he said about like 80% of the time they want like players to lose which is you Mm. know like kind of very challenging and he was like oh I think that might put people off like playing the game because they might want a, a more approachable experience uh, basically said the Earthborn Rangers is kind of looking to provide that so there's more of an emphasis or well, he says there's going to be more of an emphasis on exploration and kind of storytelling and stuff like that so it's going to be like a, a card game in a similar fashion to something like you know a living card game that is copyrighted by Fantasy Flight uh, so Um, but yeah uh, I also talked about some of the RPG elements that are going to be in the game which are kind of interesting in the sense that it's not going to be just set characters that you play as, these are characters that you can create to an extent Mm -hmm. so there will be like certain cards that you will use depending on what you choose to specialise in but then you can kind of build your deck from there depending on like a personality and the things you do throughout the game which is Again, sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it kind of fits with Earthborn Games' approach to sustainability. Uh, you know, uh, they want to kind of make this game and, you know, hopefully future games using more sustainable materials and methods. Um, so you can learn more about that in an interview piece we've got coming up soon on the website. Ooh. Uh, where it's basically going to be a more in-depth feature about you know the my time talking to Andrew um but for now you can read this lovely news piece on dicebreaker.com mm-hmm. and the Kickstarter campaign for earth on Rangers it will be coming later this summer yeah. so if you're interested look
2: then <laughs> yeah
1: I think like the the thing that really interests me in this was was the 80 percent stat. Because i think it's been i've heard similar things discussed kind of like anecdotally um, by designers by players about things like pandemic Mm. where it's like if you succeed on the first go it's boring because it's too easy yeah but if you if it's too hard like finding that balance between how many times does someone realistically want to replay a game Mm. before they win because if you're losing every time you're just going to wear out and you know, I think a lot of people might not even play a game three, four times. You know, there's a lot of people that own Pandemic, but might have only played it once or twice.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I
1: think it's it's interesting to hear someone explicitly kind of say, hey, like, this is what we used to aim at, but we're we're aiming much lower now. You know, we're just mm-hmm. looking for a more forgiving experience.
3: Yeah, I think he talked about kind of specifically, you know, how, like you said, um most people don't play games multiple times over and you know he he basically said with Earthborn Rangers they want to create like a title that's going to be uh, it's not about like making you know having a co-op because it's a co-op game uh you know making it be really difficult and the kind of draw of it coming from there it's more about you know, the players having this kind of shared experience and going on this journey together and and discovering new things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they will be able to kind of tweak the difficulty. You kind of cited, you know, specifically referenced Marvel Champion as more of an inspiration in terms of the fact that with that game, you can do a little bit more to kind of, uh, tweak the difficulty. Although we I've always found that game. I was quite gonna say I've myself.
1: Marvel Champions, because I I covered it when it came out and I interviewed them at the time they said, oh that game's gonna be easier than Arkham Horror, the car game. And I found it really, really <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah. Like, I've,
3: <laughs> I've won I've won games of Marvel Champions before, but it's certainly no walk in the park. Mm. Um, but maybe in comparison to something I mean, like Andrew did talk about the fact that Arkham Horror is the setting kind of fits hmm. with the difficulty, um, but I think they were just kind of talking about how, you know, when co-op games are designed, particularly when they were at Fantasy Flight, the aim was to to make it difficult, even the standard like difficulty hard, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like, we want to we want want to do something different here. Um, there you go.
2: Yeah,
0: right. live anything to add. I was gonna say, um, I, in terms of just your own opinions and how you would like to play games, do you prefer games that are like that you barely ever win, or games that you can like regularly win? Like, I have a personal preference, but what do you think?
2: Mm.
0: I think
3: I it think- depends on the game mm. really like like something like Eldritch Horror I go into it expecting to lose yeah. like mm-hmm. that but that game is still a really enjoyable experience even if you do lose mm-hmm. like because it's all just part of that experience of hey this is a really dark mm-hmm. depressing world mm-hmm. you are up against the odds we have a doom you know? counter it is because it says counter. yeah <laughs> like you are you you're kind of expected to to lose um but i think if it's something like um i think it's something where it doesn't fit so well into that mm. kind of tone or that setting then i think it can be frustrating like mm. um i think some people have mentioned set a watch in the chat that game as much as we do praise it, it is good does have issues with difficulty mm. like balancing in terms of some games thing is i've never played a game of set of watch that's been on the easier end of things i've always played games of cell watch where it's been incredibly difficult hmm. so i don't know whether i'm just getting really unlucky with card draws or, or something
1: uh, yeah i think set of watch is quite luck dependent it's mm-hmm. one of the things that i don't like so much about it but yeah i'm i'm kind of in a similar place to be honest i think like like you, like Mention Mansion of Madness is one of my favorite games. Like I love I generally love the Arkham Horror File series. Mm-hmm. But I think their like failing is part of the fun. Because mm. like, oh, this is like fun. We just got wiped out by like an enormous, like, world-ending monster. Whereas something like Dark Souls the Board game, which is a game I really do not like, um, that is it's difficult, but the difficulty just comes because it's very grindy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've like, spoken about this before but like Dark Souls the video game you learn the patterns of things you you improve because you learn where things are and you learn how to adjust mm-hmm. and react to them the board game is just throwing yourself against the wall and hoping that you pull the right cards at the right times and yeah. I think that's the thing is, like, if it feels like your failure comes down to something you missed or just like one luck aspect where it's like oh we could win or lose on this card draw mm-hmm. like we're one card away in Pandemic that's like that's i think the balance of a good game with luck in it but if it's just a case of like well there are 12 different you know i'm rolling a die over here i'm pulling cards from this deck i'm hoping for this here at some point it's just like well am i actually playing this game or am i just kind of being taken for a ride by it and if it doesn't have the theme to back that up like eldritch horror I think that just becomes very frustrating, and can, like I've never wanted to go back to Dark Souls the board game because I found <laughs> it such a slog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. When I reviewed it, it's just yeah, I did not like it at all.
0: Mm. Mm, yes, yeah. interesting what you said about like the theming of the game, like d- like that playing a major role in it. Because like I guess when I think about the games that I enjoy because they're challenging, it is like Arkham, um Horror, or Dead of Winter, or yeah. mm. let's see, uh, Forbidden Desert. It's it's all scenarios mm. where you are struggling and you're in like a really dire situation. Yeah, no, that it's interesting. That does make sense. Yeah,
3: like Forbidden Desert is a really interesting one because mm. you know it kind of comes from uh, again that's Matt Leacock, so the mm. designer of Pandemic. So again, you know, co-op like co-op prestige let's call it Mm. uh and like forbidden desert can come across as like a very like family friendly game and i would call it family friendly but like it's not a walk in the park by any (laughs) means like but i feel like it doesn't really punish you like it is difficult Mm. but i think it's still the kind of experience where losing isn't terrible Mm -hmm. like i think there are certain Games that can really feel awful when you're losing, mm-hmm. but for Forbidden Desert, I
0: think avoids that. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, I guess
0: it's interesting. Something that really like you know when you're going to lose, and it just kind of feels futile. I guess zombie side mm. kind of because that's I always find that very difficult to win. a like, sometimes yeah. to play, um, but just yeah, it's it's just. Sometimes it's just very. I think length
3: has like a huge part mm-hmm. to play in it yeah. because, you know, like Forbidden Desert is still like a fairly quick game in terms of, like, I think half an hour really is going to be, for mm. me, the longest time that you play a game like that. Whereas if it's something really chunky, like again, Eldritch Toro is a game that you you can play for a very long time, but like the the kind of fun rows that you go down there during the game,
0: yeah.
3: you know, I think it eases the, the, the fact that, oh, you play this for so long and you lose anyway, because, mm-hmm. like, the, the goal is never really to win, it's more mm. to kind of survive, see how long you can survive for, yeah. Um, yeah, whereas if it's, like, a longer co-op game that's dragging out and you know that you've lost already,
2: yeah.
3: that's really disheartening,
2: yeah
1: i think with the the arkham games in particular you kind of have like mini victories along the way right where it's like oh i succeeded in this particular test and something yeah. happened whereas with something like Forbidden desert the survival is the thing yeah but again like it's so short that it doesn't really matter yeah
0: exactly
1: um, but yeah i think yeah it all comes down to a lot of that but
3: okay what about this next story yeah. Matt jarvis hello so aggressive right
1: now yeah this was just a, a quick one i pulled out because i thought it'd be interesting for people to know so Roll 20 which is the kind of online role-playing platform there's no non-jargony way of really describing it it's a website that you can go on to and play role-playing games quite a lot of people use it for stuff like DD. um they've added official support for safety tools uh which i just wanted to bring up because i think it's a good thing that mm-hmm. more people should do more if we see a lot of support for safety tools particularly in the indie rpg scenes Um, So one of the Roll20 um, mods or add-ons that they've uh, added is from Evil Hat Productions, Mm. uh, which folks might know from Blades in the Dark, Thirsty Sword, Lesbians, um, Monster of the Week. They've done a lot of kind of more high profile indie RPGs. Mm. Um, And it's actually, it kind of collates tools from the indie scene. So there's the X card, which is quite a popular safety tool. is uh, in that bundle there's script change which kind of takes inspiration from almost the controls of a video player so you can pause slow down rewind um stop and there's one more that i've forgotten that is also good (laughs) sorry um i didn't didn't write it down in this doc um and then roll 20 have also included their own um safety deck, they call it, uh, which I think they included with Burn Bright, which is the Roll20 exclusive RPG mm. um, that we actually played on the channel a little while ago, yep. but it's it's basically a traffic light system of green, yellow, and red. Um, I believe they also have symbols on, so they are colorblind friendly, um, mm. but it's basically if there's a kind of a difficult subject or situational topic that comes up, um, players can choose to anonymously play them if they wish to say, you know, green, I'm okay with this. like It, it can continue yellow can we just kind of slow down and maybe not go further into detail here or red can we just stop and move on so it's quite a a neat slick system um and again because it's a virtual platform you can play those cards any number of times and they're anonymous you can choose to add kind of information if you want to but you don't have to feel you know like you have to explain yourself the whole group just has to uh, kind of abide with the feelings of any one person, so yeah. I think yeah, it's it's just a nice thing to add. They're free, so if you use Roll Twenty, you can just add them to existing games or mm-hmm. new games. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's a nice thing to see. It's like I say you see a lot of safety tools in the indie scene. There are a lot of really really good safety tools. Like everyone should really use them mm-hmm. in some form, whatever suits your group. You know, even as if, if it's as simple as like holding up an X or touching the X card to just mark something out. Just having a way of people being able to say, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, lines and veils, of course, is yeah, the Chase is mentioned. the other one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you, Chase. Um Lines and Veils is the other one in the evil hat, uh, which is another really popular um safety tool, which is very good. Kind of sets boundaries mm-hmm. before sessions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, in terms of things that can be included in a story or in a world but are um like skipped over or kind of like mm-hmm. fade to black is how they're often described. So those are veils and then lines which are like hard boundaries of like, let's not go near this subject. Like, yeah, you know, but again, like those tools can be used in any combination. There are other tools out there as well. Like a lot of indie designers particularly include them in their games. Um, I think the evil hat ones are pulled from Fate. Um, a lot of them appeared in Fate. Uh, so yeah, if, mm-hmm. if people are looking for a way to just add safety tools to their games, they're there, which is great. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, uh, yeah safety tools and RPGs <clears> are really <throat> important. Mm. are really good, we should use them
0: definitely, it might seem I don't know, silly initially but they are very very useful and Mm. and very important Yeah, Mm.
1: yeah. I think especially online as well because you don't necessarily have the same physical kind of um, like body language and stuff like that, yeah so just having like a very clear cut way of saying hey, you know, if anyone just wants to skip over this Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, if if your group isn't able to just kind of voice that as it happens like having a kind of way of encouraging that Mm -hmm. um is a a really good thing Mm, so yeah indeed. Mm -hmm. thanks roll 20 yeah it's a good thing (laughs) uh some other things which i'll go over quickly i didn't include this on the pod because it is a very messy situation and it Mm. would take more than an hour and a half to even explain what the hell is going on with tsr not just one tsr but three different tsrs Mm -hmm. um so for those who don't know tsr was the original publisher of dungeons dragons um, there are now kind of three different entities all using the TSR name. Um, one of them is attached to one of the sons of Gary Gygax, the co-creator of Dungeons and Dragons, who turns out not, not particularly good uh, mm. as, as far as people go, uh, mm. has made some transphobic and racist comments. Um, and as a result of that, a different entity called TSR is now distancing itself from the other entity called tsr it's like i say this is why i didn't include it on the podcast but chase um a wonderful reporter went through wrote up a fantastic article that explains the situation um so yeah Sorry. anyone that is kind of interested about that
3: I was laughing at yes. Angel Beats comment yeah. of TSR. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, happy,
0: I love it. Yeah, that doesn't.
1: Yeah, even that's maybe not strong enough to describe some of the. Yeah, but yeah, I would advise people to go and yeah. read up on that because yeah, just maybe don't give that company your money because it yeah. doesn't seem like they're particularly yeah. nice. Don't give um, do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: don't give it money.
1: Uh, Chase, who obviously praised on every podcast because does some fantastic work, also wrote a piece recently about RPG Kitchen, which is a really interesting like website and platform and service, which is kind of like Netflix, but for RPGs, it rents, it allows people to rent RPGs mm. um, and kind of try them out. And I believe that as you pay the kind of subscription, it will slowly knock down the price of buying the book wholesale. Um, so the more you play a game, you know, you can almost like subsidize it with a subscription model. So it's a, it's a really cool thing. I haven't seen something like it before. Mm. Um, Chase spoke to the folks over there. Um, we covered the new remaster of Call of Cthulhu. The original, a lot of Lovecraft uh, games on this yeah. podcast, just by chance. Um, but yeah, they're remastering the original Call of Cthulhu RPG, like the the original box set. I think the Kickstarter actually goes live today, um, so it's Chaosium. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting uh, that they're just bringing back the original game uh, mm-hmm. as it as it was. They call it a remaster, but it just kind of recreates the <laughs> mm-hmm. original. Books, so it's kind of an odd word to choose, but I think they've changed some of the layout and added some elements,
0: so it's kind of like an expanded version.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but yeah, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, uh,
0: I've not played The Call of Cthulhu RPG like at all, and it's something I would love to either run or play. That's definitely on my list. It's Good.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, Live, let's talk because I constantly want to play Trail of Cthulhu and can mm-hmm. never get a group together. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Mate. Yeah, let's <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. Uh, me and you spoke to the folks over at Darrington Press. Uh, which is most notable for being connected to Critical Role. It's kind of the new venture out of the side of Critical Role somewhere. Mm. Uh, They did Ukatoa, which you played a couple of weeks back and reviewed. Uh, You didn't seem particularly fussed by it, but you spoke to um, Ivan over there, the kind of co-founder studio head. Uh, So yeah, some interesting kind of information about what they've got planned around Critical Role and that world.
3: Yeah, it ends in a... (laughs) in a really unexpected way, so mm. you can find that out if you it go read does. it. It certainly does,
1: yeah. Um, we also, uh, Chase spoke with Mamatos? Mamatos? I wasn't on that Arc RPG, I'm sorry. Which Mematos. which? Mamatos. Um, okay, thank you. Um, the creator of Arc, which is a very cool RPG, mm. uh, about the end of the world and doom.
0: More uh, doom. <laughs>
1: yeah, more doom. Uh, but that seems very cool, uh, so
0: yeah. Uh, we Speak have the to... th- the f- third and final episode mm. of the ARC RPG coming out on Saturday, so yes. uh, check that out. Watch it! Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
1: And then finally this week, uh, alongside our friends over at Eurogamer, we've been kind of revisiting pieces uh, for Pride, celebrating Pride, uh, obviously all the time, but also a particular highlight this week, so we've gone back into the archives and found some pieces on, I mean, everything really, like we've got some about RPGs, we've got some about board games, we've got interviews, opinion pieces, features. Um, all to do with yeah, pride and LGBTQ plus uh, representation in tabletop games.
2: So yeah, 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 go
1: and check those out. And me and your piece went up on Eurogamer yesterday, yeah. uh, but we tweeted out if anyone's looking for it about Monster Hearts, which you played very recently. The team. So
0: that's a good of Mm, stuff.
1: I hear nothing but good things about that playthrough in particular and I've been meaning to watch it. So I will be <laughs> checking it out.
0: Well, you can find it on youtube.com/dicebreak <gasps> and it's Whoa. and anyone else can too whoever wants to check out monster hearts 2 it was it was good. It was good. But,
1: yeah.
3: Sure. Yeah, nice. what else can they find on their live
0: good question i well i believe <laughs> on sunday i'm not sure if i'm supposed to say specifically what it is but there is a new list feature coming out on sunday that will be fun to watch uh that we has put together um very exciting um mm-hmm. and you can also as i said catch the uh third and final episode of the arc rpg that we um that we uh play with mematos um mm-hmm. on saturday there is a paperback play Mm, for it. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, Yeah. So uh, lowlies had never played uh, paperback. uh, It's a good game. Yeah. Matt, you you took me through it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was very very good. I edited it and watched it and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I've never
1: felt pressure like trying to spell words on a -hmm. video and being very conscious of people in the comments going, well, there's that, just spell that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I can't think of that word right GD. now. I think that was the day where we recorded like four videos in a row. And it was like
2: heavy. My
1: mind is empty, particularly of words right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, yesterday uh, was your Railroad Ink Yes, challenge. exactly. Like
0: we mm. mentioned earlier, uh, me and Louise were playing Rail- Rail- Railroad Ink challenge. Wow. We were using yeah. the um, the app, uh, the Steam app uh, from Horrible Guild. And yeah, no, I, like I said, I enjoy it. I want to be good at it i and i'm I'm probably going to go back to it to be honest and try to work my way up because it's just i think what got to me as well was just like um lolis was like i don't know if i particularly enjoy this and it was beating me every single time it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, what
1: yeah that's that's one of those things that's like, eh. right. like so, oh come on yeah.
0: but, um... so you can watch
3: that mm-hmm. and everything else you mentioned just, just go, like, just you go. can click on the channel, yeah. like, like don't go great. right now, because you're mm. supposed
2: to be watching Yeah, no, post. stay here. Stay
3: with
0: us. Uh, yeah, um... I'll also
1: tease, we don't have a, a date set for it yet, so we're not going to reveal full details, but mm-hmm. we've got some very exciting stuff coming up on the YouTube channel around <gasps> memberships. Mm-hmm. But we'll have much more to say on that soon. We're just it's ironing out teaser. some details. But it's finally happening, folks. Yeah, We've got some exciting stuff planned. Hey, if you liked the anime section earlier in this podcast, <laughs> you're going to love some of the stuff we got lined up. for <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say.
3: A little appetizer there. Mm.
1: <laughs> uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to this week's little mini-game that we came up with. <laughs> like yesterday yeah. or the day before. Yeah. We, <laughs> we were just like... <laughs> oh, well, we organized. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a busy week. But I think this is fun. So wait, has anyone got a name for this? I don't know who came up with uh me and was this a you idea?
3: I think this might be a me idea. Okay, but I'm gonna throw
1: over it. to you. I to didn't come up christen with a name. it a
3: name, but no, yeah, PGs. you don't, you
1: have to do it live.
3: Card, PG. is card, is card PGs PGs work.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, no. But, but it works I'm... enough. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for it. Thank all you, right.
0: card, all right. PGs. <laughs> card
1: PGs. Card PGs.
0: When you, th- right. when you say it a few more times, I think you'll, uh, mm, you'll yeah love, no. You'll love what it. you
1: do is you keep saying it until people are just like forced to <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah just give into it and go yeah, yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah.
2: Cool. It's like the de-
1: vengeance. Yeah, eventually gave him that.
2: Yeah,
3: the revenge card PGs to the revenge. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Me, no. and what are we doing?
3: Uh yeah. Uh, in this segment, uh, in celebration of last week's announcements that of the d d mm. sets coming to Magic the Gathering, which Matt Jarvis covered very well on the site, um, we are going to come up with some more ideas for smashing card games <laughs> and RPGs together into one cohesive blob.
1: I really thought you were going to say one case of PG, but <laughs> no, you, just went no. with, you just went with Blob.
0: Like, I went with blob uh, me man. and you, if you want it to spread <laughs> around, we've got to get on the marketing. I just put the name out of it. Yeah,
1: like, this is no, how you was... build a brand.
0: I <laughs> <That> was <laughs> <slacking> it off! <on. laughs>
1: like, I'm registering CardPG.com <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it would just be a randomly generated, it'd be like that randomly generated Pokemon combination thing where they they get two Pokemon and squash them together and create Mm. an abomination. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that Mm -hmm. with card games Mm -hmm. that we like
2: and (laughs) RPGs that we like
3: uh, and see what we can come up with. Mm. So uh, does anyone have either in the chat, feel free to put your ideas in there, or or you lot (laughs) (laughs) do you have any ideas that spring to mind of a good crossover between a card game and Mm -hmm. a rock playing game.
0: Okay. Ooh. (gasps) Oh, sorry. I just hit the name more than anything. It's Monster Hearthstone.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a strong start. Thank you so
0: much. Uh, I don't know the gameplay mechanics. I just know that the name (laughs) sounded good uh, in my head. (laughs) Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's literally, I suppose it's just... Hearthstone, but you have like different the different skins, like the vampires and the oh, fae and whatnot.
3: Classes. yeah,
0: the different classes. That's that could be a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they each have their own abilities. And like, out for example, what abilities have you got? Yeah, uh, me and you played a, a fae, didn't you? What, mm. what 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 could she do? <laughs> Can you remember? It was I mean, several the, weeks the, ago.
3: Yeah, I failed at everything I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The, the Fae are, like, very much, uh, from what I could see, can, like, access the the, the Fae realm, let's call it, mm. uh, and kind of get information and power from there, so maybe they could do something around that. Maybe they yeah. could store cards in the Fae realm, or maybe they could, like, get cards from the Fae realm that are, like, really... Really good cards. Yeah, maybe and there's like a fate
0: fe- portal that you can like yeah, down and then that manifests other <laughs> other creatures. Holly, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, she gone? Oh, <laughs> She manifested from the Feyral. Sorry, I. Um, um... <laughs> uh, um, yeah,
3: I think so, that sounds anyway. like a great idea.
0: Thank you. Yeah, um, that's also, very strong. Someone's, in uh, the chat, uh, Pietro, Pietro says, "Munchkin and plays in the dark." Munchkin in the dark. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah,
1: I, I think that would actually work in fairness because instead of dungeons, it would just be heists, right? You'd just be you'd just be heisting, but
2: yeah.
1: it would just be like competitive blades in the dark in the instead of working together. You just
3: being like, awful. yeah, someone to
1: could just way. like stab you in the side at some point and take your loot. Mm. Yeah. Much like Munchin.
0: Oh, you're yeah. like rival um, heis- heisters? I don't know. Um, rival <laughs> masterminds, sure. Who were just trying to like um, accrue reputation or something? Mm.
1: Could be a thing. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, like rival gang, rival gangs of heisters. That's pretty good. Yeah, right. Uh, I was actually going to say like I think Blades in the Dark would actually make a really interesting card game in general mm. because of the re or flashback mechanic, where you could like if you're playing cards, maybe you have a. Oh, for goodness' <laughs> sake! <laughs>
0: She's... She's being such a gremlin. She's yeah. even
1: more needy than usual today. <laughs> I love you very dearly, but you've got to stay down Um, Bring
0: her on. (laughs) (laughs) She
1: is on more than enough. Uh, (laughs) I think, like, Blaze in the Dark, the flashback mechanic would be really interesting in a card game sense, where it's like, maybe you have a limited number of times that you can almost undo, like, a previous turn, but Mm -hmm. that could then change something drastically in the current setup. So it's like, oh, actually, I didn't play that card. I'm playing it, like, now, or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know um, how that would work. It'd probably be hugely like, clunky, which is why no one's done it, but,
0: no, but like I, I I could see that happening. Like you just like you have specific types of cards and one of them is a flashback card and then it just allows mm. you to kind of affect previous turns. It could it could work.
1: Yeah, I guess in some ways it's like Blaze in the Dark Cross of something like Flux.
0: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Oh! (laughs) Is she on the (laughs) counters now? She's just like on the fridge. She is
1: raiding the recycling which has been put out. You may hear it crash over in a second. Uh, Apologies for my misbehaving cat, she's been sleeping quietly the whole day. Um, this She is really hates Blades in the Dark, apparently. She's just, she's, um, she knows what she's doing because she'll look at me, she'll kind of pour through the rubbish and then just turn,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Let's as if to that. say, look,
0: what are you going to do about this, huh? Yeah, like, you took me
1: off the table, <laughs> this is, you know, this is your co- this is the consequences of your actions.
0: Um,
3: Matt Jarvis. Hold someone... on a
1: second. Oh,
3: oh no, she's He's off on one, one. Gonna... <laughs> <off laughs> Oh he's, oh, he's having- she is really oh, no, cooking off today. She really is.
0: She's <laughs> a Sorry, plastic. she she has a
1: thing with eating plastic, so... Oh no! So she just decided to pull a bit of plastic out of the bag.
0: Does she know that that's
3: bad oh. for her?
1: Uh, well, apparently not. <laughs> okay. Uh,
3: Matt Jarvis, I have something for you.
1: Okay, shoot. Uh,
3: key forged in the dark.
1: Oh, oh. that's really good. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I just, I, mm. I just was like, <laughs> sat there listening to you talk, and I was like, oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Maybe, because Forge in the Dark is like a system, really, more than anything, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, you've got Band of Blades and Blades in the Dark that are both based off that, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all the games that are, uh, all the RPGs that are based on Forge in the Dark. Could like
1: in one shared three. universe? Mm. Yeah, one
3: shared universe because like the keyboard universe is pretty. Yeah,
1: you know, they like the different answers
3: Yeah, so. Hmm, oh.
1: um, I like that.
3: Yeah, they literally have a set called Worlds
0: Collide.
2: Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> I was right. distracted by Aiden Folkes' comments saying the audio podcast listener is going to be very confused about who she is. It yeah, could be sorry for
1: those listening in audio by cat was misbehaving, so I had to get up and run off and <laughs> stop her from being a pain. But now she's yeah. just now she's just flopping around on the floor she does. <laughs> just, she just rolls yeah. around. Is it a cat? Very... Is it a
0: neighbour? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Hatronov says, "Call of Cthulhu and lasers, and feelings, lasers of Cthulhu."
1: Mm. That's pretty good. There was a, a there was a Call of Cthulhu card game before the Arkham Horror card game. I think Eric Lang designed it. Mm. I think it was way back. I think it may have even been the very first living card game, the Call of Cthulhu card
3: game. Uh, pretty sure, Lord of the Rings, the card game might have been. Um,
2: um, but yeah, also, I mean, can those they offer
3: two RPGs Cthulhu so, and
0: feelings? But yeah,
2: mm. <laughs> Smash
3: together, but yeah, yeah, Cthulhu and feelings, I think, might have been uh interesting mm-hmm. in terms of like, yeah, maybe the old gods, maybe they're more emotional than you think, maybe, um, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, now I'm just thinking of like a <laughs> A dating simulator. Oh no, <laughs> mm. the old gods.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, like a hatterful boyfriend style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but instead of birds, like here is, I don- I can't remember the name of the one that just destroys everything. Cthulhu. No, no. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, there's quite a few. Is it? Like, yeah. Haster is pretty bad.
3: Yeah, there's like in in. In horror, there's one that if you, if it wakes up then everything
1: is it, just Is it Nyarlathotep? Nyarlathotep does something Yeah, there's Nyarlathotep as
3: well. Um What's the big spider one? Is
1: that I
3: Spider can't one I can't remember. Mm. But yeah, it. you can date all of them in my new game. Yay. <laughs> Speaking
1: of Cthulhu, I mentioned Trailer uh, trailer Cthulhu earlier, but the gum the gumshoe system that powers trailer of Cthulhu is very detective y And I would like more detective card games. Like, give me a good, Mm -hmm. like, almost like a Sherlock Holmes consulting detective card game.
0: Yes. You
1: know, where each lead is a card. There was actually, oh, what's it called? I think it's called Watson and Holmes. Mm -hmm. Um, There was kind of like a spinoff from Space Cowboys several years ago. But you bid, you were kind of like rival groups of um, the street urchins that work with sherlock holmes are they called uh, the baker street boys sorry they're not yeah. just legends oh, right. apologies um, <laughs> i
0: know they had a title so that's interesting.
1: yeah but you were and you would have <laughs> to bid to see one. who would get okay. to each kind of crime scene first and then who would get the clues earlier it was quite fun like it was a weird spin-off but give me more detective card games because mm-hmm. i like there, mysteries
3: jaw mm. says poker plus low stakes high stakes low stakes
2: mm. Ooh.
0: interesting yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: um, we also have a super chat uh, through from TYC. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, yeah, if thanks. you wanted to say something,
3: there is no message. So yeah. But
2: yeah. Um, uh, we still Jules, appreciate it.
1: Jules says, Call of Cthulhu," <laughs> which I think with that, will bring that mm-hmm. segment to an end. But okay. I can see it working. But they did Lovecraft letter. And that was pretty good mm-hmm. for what it was.
0: Oh, there's also, oh, what's the one that's like, is very similar to paperback, but it's uh, all Cthulhu based. Um, mm. And you're trying to make words.
1: Oh yeah. Forbidden Words, something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's good. good. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. More more card games. I love a card game. Mm. Give us more mm. card games. I actually really wanna on a similar note, I really wanna play the second edition of Fiasco because Fiasco is a brilliant RPG. Yeah. And they re released the second edition as kind of like a card driven game rather than a yeah. mm-hmm. dice driven game, but I haven't played it yet. I'm really intrigued to see what difference it makes because Fiasco is, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just fantastic. We should play it sometime as a team because it leans into the chaotic because everybody's doomed all the time. It's just (laughs) like, how did you get dispatched horribly at the end of this crime?
0: (laughs) Let's roll a D six and see. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's
1: just like a Coen Brothers film. Everybody ends up in a wood chipper of some kind.
0: Yeah. Oh, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> <much>. uh,
3: let's. Fargo.
1: <laughs> let's take. Uh, I didn't say it was Fargo. You, did, you, <laughs> you were the one that gave Faro. that away. Um,
0: it's the most well-known Coen Brothers film. What about Come the on. goats one? Is that there? <laughs> Men yeah, men should yeah.
1: yeah. What about blood simple? What about you know?
0: Oh yeah, everyone's everyone's talking about blood simple. No country they? for old
1: men. Uh,
0: goats and splits? No.
1: That's... Give me a No Country for Old Men card game where
0: just go around. Yeah, it's either shoot or no shoot. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: But but yeah, Play the, cards the you- to step back from the blood.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We've made All some right, let's, here, yes, okay.
1: Before we bid farewell, let's take a couple of questions from emails and also from chat. We've had a couple of emails, we've Email! had a chats. <laughs> thank you,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you. Liv, would you like to read this one from Marie,
0: please? I am not on the dock. It's fine. Alex,
1: Mian, would you like to read this one from Marie? <laughs> yes! Liv, you do the next one.
0: Thank you. <laughs> um,
3: Marie says, just a question. Would there be a game where you have a physical copy but would like it digitalized and would making it PC-based take away anything from it? E.g. I prefer paper books to e-readers. Interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, this is like, I think Root is actually Root already exists of course but there was a really interesting one of like I think Root is improved by being digital because it just mm. takes away a lot of the heavy lifting of the rules mm-hmm. and actually means that you can focus on the best bits of Root. Uh, and because I love Oath, which I reviewed for the site, I would like Dire Wolf, which did root, to do Oath next, please, because Oath is amazing.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, and again, it's like quite a heavy game, but it's just brilliant. It looks fantastic because of Carl Farron, who continues to just be great. Mm. Uh, so just yeah,
0: just give us a digital version yeah. of Oath. Johnny was also, it would telling me about Oath, and I'm in, and I want to play it now. So mm-hmm. Oath is it so would, good.
3: It would make keeping those legacy elements really easy as well, because then it would just load the game up for you well, yeah you'd find a mod that that does that
1: so. yeah the the official mod from later games is is very good with that stuff um but it obviously is just like it's as fiddly as other tabletop sim mods are so yeah mm-hmm. just something super slick would be good
3: mm. Mm, i think eldritch horror would be really good I'm talking about it now because mm. that game takes a very long time
0: to set up mm. um have you played the tabletop but... sim version of it no. It's it's handy. It's it is very handy. Okay. Yeah. That's good because yeah. And
3: also it's a game that I've wanted to play because I've not played it in years because I got burnt out on it. <laughs> and now I'm like, I really want to play Aldritch Horror, but I do not have a copy because it's really expensive. Uh mm. and also uh you need quite a lot of people to play that game. Uh mm. and at the moment yeah. Um mm. Uh, one. yeah I mean they're
0: not the, hugely viable but... the differences in the uh, tabletop sim version is just like if you um, draw just like a player card and click set up and it'll just and then it just sets up the mm. the, the card mm. and the people. Um, that's so that's really handy cool. um, yeah it still is difficult to kind of sort out the um, uh, like separating the colors of the 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 tiers of the doom and blah 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 but um, but also the shop section you could just like click and it'll shuffle and it'll like spread them out and that's handy so yeah that's good Um what
3: about you Liv what game would you like digitized
0: I so I feel like maybe it would take away from it a bit but I have never played um uh, Betrayal Legacy and I would love mm. I don't think I've played a legacy game at all I think uh, and I would really love to but I wonder if playing a digitized version would take away from like you know the like, I've heard that you, it'll be like, hey, take this card out of the pack and just, you know, just rip it up and throw it away because you're never going to mm. use it and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like maybe it will take away the stakes kind of thing. And yeah, then...
3: it would take away that kind of mm. unique element that legacy games have where mm. you actively permanently change the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually do have a copy in the office.
2: Yeah, we do. It's
1: been there for years, yeah, years right, at this point. I don't um, know where it came from. I don't know if it's actually if it belongs to someone or if it belongs to the team. Or I
3: think I don't, we, I don't think it belongs it to anyone copy? in particular. I think we just have it. Yeah. Um. But as soon as we got it, I was like eyeing it up because mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. massive betrayal stand.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So is maybe one been, day. I've, like, and I've heard legacies? good things about it. I've yeah. heard it like improves the the base game like very, on the base very, game very massively. Yeah. So maybe we should do that one day
0: that'll we be good, good. That'll be good. Yeah. i like that mm.
1: i think yeah Betrayal legacy is easily the best version of Betrayal house on the hill and i think it is maybe one of the best legacy games i think it's definitely right up there it's mm. it's really That uh, right, jarvis yeah, makes a statement. Really very good oh wow Hot it's extremely good. Mm-hmm. but Yeah, thank you for your question, Marie. Mm-hmm, yeah, I can uh, read this one Liv, now. Yes, would I you have the. Read dog? this one from Pietro.
0: Absolutely. As uh, uh, Pietro says, thanks all uh, for the hard work on this podcast. Really enjoying listening to it. Thank you. Oh, um, nice. I've recently played Stardew Valley, the board game. Being a big fan um, of the video game, for the start I had high hopes. Uh, however, my experience was less than stellar. I found it frustrating and too reliant on sheer luck. Quite the opposite of the video game it was based on. What do you think about it if you've played it? And how, if at all, would you improve it? If you haven't played it, uh, are there any board games based on IPs that you love? um, (laughs) Which uh, surprise you negatively.
3: (laughs) Matt mentioned one earlier, didn't you Matt? (laughs) What what is that?
1: Yeah, I really don't like Dark Souls. It's a bad board game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, like, Steamforged their output has been up and down like we played monster hunter world recently the board game and that surprised me in a positive way where i went in quite cynical thinking "Eh, don't know how this is going to be and actually came out going oh this is actually like a really good take on Mm -hmm. the stuff you do in monster hunter so yeah uh, a mixed bag but yeah dark souls is one of one of the kind of biggest disappointments of something being translated to a board game Mm -hmm. that i can think
2: of
3: Hmm. i have played stardew valley the board game oh i have not played the video game it's based on oh very interesting so i don't have have that that disappointment Hmm. um yeah i do see where you're coming from in terms of it's incredibly luck based like some sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just not going to be able to do the objectives and we lost specifically because we just weren't drawing the things that we needed to from those decks Mm -hmm. like and yeah, it's funny how it takes like a game that's actually quite, from what I know, chilled and very laid back in terms of you kind of just wander around and, and find stuff and mm-hmm. do a farming thing and have a pig? I think that's what you do in it. Can you
1: date Elliot? This is the question. Yeah, No, I mean,
3: you can't date people,
0: really. Well, like
1: that's what, what is Stardew Valley the whole game you doing? Yeah,
0: doing. Like... It also seems right up your uh, your street, me and like there are so many people <laughs> that you can just, <laughs>
2: just choose time. between.
3: The reason why I've not played this game is because I don't really get on usually well with video games that don't have like a set purpose if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. i don't really like i i really struggle with a lot of open world video games they have to be very very compelling the world itself has to be compelling for me to actually want to play it Mm -hmm. so like i like breath of the wild i like horizon zero dawn every other open world game like shadow of mordor whatever Mm -hmm. uh unlike yeah i don't want because I just get bored. Like I'm like I want to have a even multiplayer or linear experience.
0: So that's why mm. there is Stardew multiplayer. Maybe yeah, that could be more of street.
1: Been playing that maybe. Counterpoint Egg Festival. Egg Hump, Festival. You hunt for eggs. Oh, you do hunt for <laughs> eggs. Mm. Oh,
3: what like an Animal Crossing. <laughs>
1: No. Uh, they're, yeah, they're like easter eggs, so... Oh, <laughs> but
3: not, that, that was like so that. fun!
0: <laughs> oh you you run around and you try to collect eggs and then you look up yeah. a map of it because you want to win so bad and you just uh, you beat the kids and then you get the mm. eggs. Yeah. So you get yeah. a prize. <laughs> What about you, Lee? Um Before I dive into that, I'll just say that Blaise and Ace has given us a super chat. Thank you so much. Oh. Um, so And you also say, Hi, I know Johnny and Wheels played Set of Watch on DB back in the day. It's my favorite of all time. Have um, any of you played it? And if so, did you like it? Um, yeah, we spoke earlier about Set sort of Watch. Yeah,
1: me and I played it a lot because we ran at EGX uh, not long after we joined. We were playing some of the games that we've covered on the channel already with yep. folks throughout that weekend so we played set watch a lot oh.
2: um
1: I will say I'm not as fast by it I think as some of the other uh, some of the rest of the team I think it's it's fine mm-hmm. it just is like and maybe it's because I played it yeah, you know, sorry, dozens mm-hmm. or even more times in the space of two three days but mm-hmm. yeah it's I like it. it's, probably, it's fine
3: yeah uh, yeah I like it more than you do I think even though I played it quite a bit um I do think it's got an issue in difficulty that's something mm-hmm. we all kind of agree with. But I I like I like the fact that yeah it, it does have like, this aura of like you're kind of in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I like games like that for some reason I like board games where the the general feeling is you're kind of in trouble
1: mm, <laughs> it's that Ralph Wiggum meme <laughs> yeah. it's a board it's game dangerous. yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Uh, um, uh, yeah,
3: live. Yes. Would you, would you like to answer the question?
0: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> please. Uh, <no. laughs> um, I I can't think honestly of like um a game that's been translated into a board game that I didn't like, but I can think of like an RPG, Dare Dungeons and Dragons, ha <laughs> Um, that's translated into a video game, which is Baldur's Gate. and I thought maybe that would be something that I could draw from. Hmm. Um. Let's see if I can. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that does translate quite well, actually, because um, uh, I'd more better than you would think, because I, as most uh, of D- D&D is turn-based, it does kind of lend itself to a kind of, like, that way of playing things. I've hmm. um, good and... things
3: about the Bordersgate series, but oh, I've yeah. not wanted to play them myself because they're really old.
0: And I just mm-hmm. think
3: that I would not, I, I respect it, but I don't, I think it's past the time mm-hmm. when I would enjoy that which is why i kind of play divinity instead cuz divinity kind of feels like yeah like a natural progression from those kind of games sure. yeah yeah so I i am intrigued Gate by... 3, Gate 3
0: rather yeah
3: i am intrigued by Baldur's Gate 3 mm-hmm. um, however we kind of want to wait until it's out of early access Fair. just cuz we've heard things about it being a little bit messy mm. And yeah so some of it just missing like i don't think it's all yeah. there
2: yeah i right. think
1: it's the first act similar to when div came out but yeah i will say that as someone that played a lot of Baldur's gate when i was younger i tried to go back to those games in the last yeah. year or so and like the, the writing holds up the writing is still fantastic but the like even in the remastered ones the ui and some of the gameplay is just
2: mm-hmm. times have
1: moved on you know it's a little yeah. more fiddly than it should be mm-hmm. Like you yeah. still get boo and minsk and so on like
3: that genre of game still very much survives in titles like Divinity. Yeah, Divinity is of incredible. Eternity, yeah. I believe, is the number one.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, there's still like a passion for top-down, like classic, tabletop RPG-style yeah. like games. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember I, <laughs> I watched a video about um, Planescape Torment, <laughs> which is a very old. Uh, game also based on Dungeons and Dragons, um, that's specifically based on the kind of uh, afterlife system that that Dungeons and Dragons has going on, where there are like multiple planes depending on what like um, alignment you you mm. lived your life by, and this game is essentially hailed as like an incredible RPG that that seems to cover very interesting themes and topics that you wouldn't expect from like a Dungeon Dragon game.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, and it was like eight pounds or something. So I was like, oh, I really want to give this a go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had no idea what I was doing. Like I was just I think I just was killed for some reason, Like, yeah, don't know Yeah, they're why. brutally
1: punishing, like, yeah. those older, like, CRPGs are just like, you still not trap, you're dead, also there's no auto-save, you forgot to quick-save, so no, now you've yeah. lost 40 minutes of progress. I yeah. essentially
3: yeah. think, I think I'm in a no-win situation where I've done something I've not realised what I've done, and now, like, the guards are really angry at me, and they to kill me, <laughs> and like, the map is so confusing, and labyrinths, you know, labyrinthine, that I'm just like, Hmm. I experienced about an hour of it, and I was like, "Okay, I really enjoyed that video. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that this person played it instead of me." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for taking the hit. <laughs> so they could talk mm-hmm. about it,
3: and then I didn't have to actually experience that. So there you go.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, uh, me Me, uh, Liv. Do you uh, want to read this very last one from Jonathan? Absolutely.
3: I might. I might request yes. actually if we could finish because okay oh yeah you've got i have something (laughs) okay (laughs) we'll save that
1: one thanks jonathan for your email it will be next week next
3: week jonathan
1: it's all good look you'll you'll be first on the billing but thank you for yeah thank you all for your emails and thank you for your questions in chat uh if you've got any more you can email us at podcast at dicebreaker.com you can of course find us at join dicebreaker on twitter you can find us at dicebreaker.com or youtube.com slash Dicebreaker. But for this week, that's been the Dicebreaker Podcast. Thank you, Liv, for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Mian, for being here.
0: It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you in the chat for being here. Uh, I've been Matt Jarvis. I, have of course, enjoyed my time here as well. Uh, We'll be back next Friday with another live Dicebreaker Podcast. But until then, stay safe out there. Enjoy your weekends. Until we meet again, have a lovely day. Bye-bye.